is going on everybody welcome to another episode of the dfs dose your fix of dfs information strategy and analysis i'm your host ben hover and as always i am joined by the two jays joey and jared and gentlemen i'm on full tilt this week i really do not know where to begin you know i'm just going to talk it through with you guys figure out whether the process was bad whether the results are bad whether i'm a fish or not because i really don't even know at this point but you know, as always, we're going to go through our results on the week, talk about some of the players that you needed to have to cash highly in GPPs, and finally, we'll close out the show with a bit of trend or anomaly and try and figure out what the hell is going on in the NFL, because I really don't know at this point. But before we do that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter and Instagram and then subscribing to us on YouTube and iTunes, all at the DFS Dose. Same handle across everything at the DFS Dose. So go ahead and do that, and that's how you can support us. All right, man. How how did you guys do today? <laughs> how did you do, Ben? I mean, I did not do well. I missed quite a bit despite having what I feel like was a really good core. You know, you look at the top of the GPP leaderboards and – Essentially, my core was what we're making these teams up. A lot of luck to Hilton, um, a lot of Traquan Smith, but it just was not enough. I had too many, you know, landmines in my lineup. A lot of Amari Cooper, that took me down. A lot of, you know, I don't even know what happened at tight end. I don't even want to talk about what happened at tight end today. So, I mean, it's rough. It's rough over here. I think it's rough everywhere at the DFS Dolls right now. <laughs> Um, it might be one. I I don't know like why Amari Cooper was popular. He's trash. I'm sorry. Two. Yeah, some plays didn't didn't work out. Like James Conner. You know we talked about him on the preview and on our live stream this morning. Right. Seven point two k on the road in Jacksonville scores ten points. Nothing you could do about that. He's been consistently getting over 20 touches. So it's kind of just like, all right, bad game. Camara, 17 points. The Saints score 48. Mm-hmm. He he barely gets any usage in the red zone. Mark Ingram scores two touchdowns. Has a good day. Traquan Smith, like you mentioned, goes off. Traquan Smith, three times as many targets as Mike Thomas. Yeah, Mike Thomas, what, 18 points? little bit more yeah the most expensive receiver on the slate saint scored 48 points only has four catches for 92 yards and a touchdown doesn't even get the bonus doesn't even get the bonus solid round uh just didn't work out that's that's what i would boil it down to let's let's get into the tilt because you know what else is there to do on a losing sunday night so what, what tilted you guys the most jared sterling shepherd's bomb ass <laughs> the bucks slot matchup <clears throat> yeah and ricky seals jones rsj wow. man what, what he do to you bro i mean took me out of cashing because david johnson had a 50 yard touchdown run they got called back because this man can't block no, you know, so he, he double just, dipped. He he hit you with the one point five in your lineup. So not only did he disappoint there, but he also essentially removed a nice uh, eleven, twelve points from your from your cash game. He had he had uh one point five more points than my Vernon Davis play. So you know you gotta you know you gotta take that one point. Yeah. That, <laughs> Sometimes it. Is. I mean I mean honestly, let's just think about this. If Ricky Seals Jones didn't play today, I'd have eleven more points. Even just taking even a if dub, I picked him taking a dub in the even, in the tight end. Yeah, line. even if he didn't play for the Cardinals and I still picked him, I'd have eleven point five more points. So I'm, that's how that's how I see it. Home on his couch, and I still picked him, and I still wasted salary on him. I'd I'd have eleven more points. Damn. But what if that the player that replaced him had the same penalty? Then you wouldn't have eleven points, and you would still lose. And then we'd be talking about that player instead of him who's sitting home on the couch. Nah, I think that if the Cardinals had just ran with no tight, like, active tight ends, then Jared would have been Gucci. Yeah, for real. Though, like, I don't know, Larry Fitz out there, you know? Oh, yeah, Larry Fitz, who had two catches for two touchdowns. That Larry Fitz, yeah. Yup, yup. Shout out to the people mm-hmm. who played First Larry. and goal. <laughs> First and goal, and you guys throw yeah, it. the five-yard line, bro. They like, did a play action, and... You know, it was a good throw, and he scored a touchdown. What are you going to do? 
It's not like it was at the one yard line, you know. <laughs> how about how about you, Joey? What was your biggest uh, tilt of the day? I mean, I was just pretty tilted that like half of my lineup combined for ten points. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Um, Aguilar zero points. Vernon Davis zero points. You know, I paid down to those guys to be able to afford Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, and obviously they didn't work out, you know, as planned. Drew Breeze still had a great day, um, but like we mentioned, Thomas and Kamara, not so much. And then, you know, Panthers defense, the Lions pulled out a out a dub, so there's that, you know, just everything. Bad week. Yeah, and for me, I mean, there were so many things that tilted me today, like, for example – people who knew the cheat code to play a running back in their quarterback spot today that was lit um yeah. you know james connor dropping an open touchdown that would have completely swung my week um so shout out to the people who think that james connor and Le'Veon bell are completely interchangeable because Le'Veon would not have dropped that but it's it's all good because a couple penalties later as the refs are shoveling this w to the steelers and they're graciously accepting it you know, they have a chance to run the ball at the one-yard line, and they're like, nah, let me just throw a pick instead. So Big Ben throws a pick, gets bailed out by another penalty. All right, here we go. We got, what, like 15 seconds on the clock. Clock is stopped. We have a timeout at the one-yard line. Seems like a good chance they you might want to, you know, feed my son, you know, feed my son, John, James Conner. That doesn't work, right? So, yeah, they threw it, right, on that play? They threw it, and it was another holding penalty on Jacksonville. Yes. Yep. Yep. So they get another shot. Nine I'm like, all right, left. here, here we go. Here we go. And they ran it in, bro. But they ain't run it in with James Conner. And I, I don't know, man. It was just so tilting. Big Ben getting that touchdown. Uh, Big Ben who had just a horrible day outscoring my son James Conner. It was just, it was rough. Rough day at the office. Just missed the cash line. My cash lineup put up. Uh, 131.9. The cash line in most of the double-ups was about 135, 136. James Conner touchdown could have done it for me. Another one more Michael Thomas catch to get that bonus could have done it. I don't know, bro. It was a tough week. Tough week. It was a weird week, I would say. Pretty it weird. It was a weird week. I mean, in terms of NFL, the game it, was, it was good. There were a, Really? I thought it was pretty good. They were, they were all really close until the end. They were close, but like... It was a trash, dude. It was just boring. Just a bunch of players that have no relevance were scoring. Like in the Saints game, like you got a bunch of scrubs scoring. Like, come on. Don't you talk about my son, Traquan, like nah, that. Traquan's not a scrub. He's, he's pretty good. Treyway. Shout out my boy, 6-9. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was a pretty boring week. Personally, the I games were close. Well. But just as a fan, like, it's just like, eh. Yo, who had the best quarterback performance today other than Drew Brees? I couldn't tell you. That you guys saw. I mean, the most interesting, I would have to say, is Lamar Jackson. That was just, I mean, you know, just unique to watch. Yeah, it was unique to watch, like, fun because you don't see quarterbacks do that. But, like, would you think any different, like, they would would do anything different like like i thought it was a given that he was going to run well yeah for sure but i mean no okay so let's talk about his stats just to give us some clarity here so lamar jackson his passing stats were pretty bad 13 i mean 13 completions on 19 attempts that's whatever 150 yards no touchdowns one interception so that's kind of what i expected from lamar jackson I, i assumed he would throw in you know get some good like 60 70 rushing yards maybe 10 12 attempts but no my son had 27 rushing attempts like an rb1 for 117 <laughs> yards got the rushing bonus but i'm just stuck at the number 27 rushing attempts and i saw on twitter that that hasn't been done since 1950 like this is unique this isn't just like uh oh he's a rushing quarterback like no this is something we haven't seen in like 60 years he's a dynamic athlete he was he was dynamic at Louisville. He won the Heisman. Um, you know, coming in, his his greatest asset was his ability to run, and the Ravens just utilized him very well today. And that's what their game plan was surrounded on—just running the ball. They were gonna limit the mistakes that he could potentially make by throwing the ball. Obviously, he threw an interception. Um, he had a pretty good completion percentage, but you know, it was just a good game plan by the Ravens just utilizing his best uh, attributes at this point. Honestly, if he could 
make quick reads and was like more accurate. I know this was his obviously his first NFL start, but like, do you think he has like the ability to be a Vic like player? Obviously not Mike Vic. Yeah. But like he has the arm, the arm strength. He's exceptional runner, obviously, as we saw. He could be Vic 2.0, honestly, if he gets developed correctly, and you know he works with quarterback coaches and you know works on his accuracy, and becomes a good passer. It's he's literally Vic 2.0. He's just as fast, has just as good of an of an arm as Vic. It's just all about. All about he just needs to. He needs to get refined. He needs to be refined, and he needs to have a quarterbacks coach who can a quarterbacks coach and an offensive coordinator who knows how to use him right. Like if yeah. he if he has somebody who isn't creative or isn't innovative, he's gonna get stuck and he's gonna have a bad career. Honestly, but if if he gets a good play caller, I think you know the sky's the limit for this dude. We saw it today. What he what his upside could be, at least on the ground. There's limited options in terms of that though. Like sucks, coaches? which sucks for him. Yes, like innovative yeah. coaches, because you get, because the Sean McVeighs and the Kyle Shanahan's and you know the Nagy's only come around, you know every so often. You don't, you don't get those creative play callers like that. Well, I th- I think Harbaugh has a chance to be out, and I think that Lamar Jackson is, would be super attractive as far as like a yeah. spot to go because people are going to see that and if if they are creative then that'll just make like their mouths water like look at the upside that they could cultivate wait so are we like saying like out with harbaugh and with mcdaniels he said he wanted to be a head coach nah he'll just agree to the deal and then be like nah two years later you know like right when they're about to go he's, like, <laughs> he's waiting for belichick to retire so he could take over the Patriots. Yeah, but why wait? Why not go to the the young stud quarterback? Why wait for whoever could potentially be behind Brady? Okay, so... Complete question mark. He already failed one of his head coaching uh, runs after he left New England. He failed. In Denver, Denver, right? And then he came back to New England. So he's obviously better suited to be an offensive coordinator, and I think he realized that, and that's why he backed out of the Colts head coaching job and but the Colts have a good head coach in Frank Reich so but with McDaniels I think right now he's fine with just being the OC for the Patriots you know he still has Brady and all his weapons and then when the time comes Belichick will retire McDaniels will already be in a system that he excels in won't have to change much obviously new quarterback because Brady will probably retire then as well and then It'll just all work out, and he'll be the head coach, and then they just make the transition from Belichick to McDaniels, and that'd probably be the best-case best, best case scenario for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what would necessarily be so appealing about New England once Brady and Belichick are gone when you could also just look at locking yourself into a spot with a quarterback with that much upside. You know, it's not it's not like they That's it's not like I'm they saying. have Jimmy G in the tuck anymore. You know, it's a complete question mark as to what happens after Brady. And with Belichick gone, I think that's even more, even less appealing as as a landing spot. Personally, I don't think McDaniel's would do what do Lamar Jackson any good. So I guess yeah, that's where I'm coming I mean, from. I don't I don't think he would turn him into anything special. Yeah. It, Literally, it just has to be the perfect coach for Lamar Jackson. I don't so think Harbaugh is. is the answer, though. Harbaugh is is Hell definitely no. not the answer. Harbaugh is definitely not the he answer. He needs to get fired, dog. He probably will, to be honest. But <laughs> So this Anyways. week, I think, was pretty much defined by which running backs you took, largely. Um, obviously, there were some wide receiver gems that we'll get to as well. But in terms of these running backs... You know, if you played Christian McCaffrey instead of Zeke, that would have damaged you. If you played, I don't know, who else busted? I guess James Conner, Deion Lewis. Like, these were popular plays uh, that busted. Deion Lewis was a heavy bust. For real. I mean, honestly, he was 4.8. You would have been better off playing Lamar Jackson at 4.7 as your running back three, if you could. <laughs> but, I mean, it's crazy how Deion Lewis busted. <laughs> I mean, the whole Titans team – Obviously, when Marcus Mariota gets knocked out and they have Blaine Gabbert come in, that is going to be a significant downgrade. But, I mean, just all in all, like, Deion Lewis didn't get the work that he's been getting. Only 10 carries compared to the, what, 19 and 20 in the last two weeks. He had one catch, so he wasn't even getting utilized in comeback mode. It was just real bad. And Deion Lewis was complete chalk as well. Bro, did you see Blaine Gabbert in the in the postgame interview? I did not. This dude, that ass... Looks like a mailman that rides a bike. 
He doesn't even look like an NFL player. And he and he performs like that on the field. He's so bad, dude. Wasn't he a first round pick too? Yeah. Yikes. I mean, that's tough. Jesus. Kind of we kind of touched it on. Is. I mean, why do you guys think he busts? I mean, is are we willing to just throw it away as a bad Titans game with Mariota getting out or just I mean, what do you think the about Titans the Titans crash? They just had fluke wins. Sorry. I don't think I don't think that their utter domination of the New England Patriots was a fluke. That was just a team dominating in all three levels, all three phases. That was definitely a fluke. F- out of here. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Connor's production was fluky this game. Personally, dude had six catches for twenty-four yards. Like that won't happen. Um, nine for 25 on the ground. That won't happen. This this was an absolute floor game for Connor, and he just didn't get any of the touchdowns, which is you know a big part of what makes him valuable. I also think that Christian McCaffrey ran bad. Um, the Lions linebackers made surprising tackles. I didn't know that they still remembered how to do that in the open field. So, I, I mean, McCaffrey could have easily busted one of those, and I would have bet he would 10 times out of 10, but it just didn't happen today, and you know, the Panthers found a lot of success through the air, DJ Moore, which we'll get to. But, I mean, McCaffrey, he didn't do poorly. He had 17 points, but it's just not what you want it when you're paying 8K and, you know, the guys above him, Zeke and Barkley, are each putting up over 35. It's like you, you can't make that play. You can't. So where, where, where did you guys stand on running backs? Like who did you play in cash? Well, uh, Alvin Kamara and uh, James Conner and Deion Lewis. So shout out to them. Damn, no Barkley. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I didn't play Barkley, honestly. It's kind of stupid. I understand fading Zeke and Cash just because of his recent production and his how much he fluctuates, even though the matchup was great. But I feel like Barkley was a stone must play, uh, and he completely showed that. 27 carries, 142 yards, and two touchdowns, as well as another catch for 10 yards and a touchdown. 38.2 DraftKings points, you know. We talked in the beginning of the week about accessibility to his ceiling, and, I mean, I don't know. He accessed it today. It was just a monster performance against a terrible Bucks defense. Yeah, um, the Bucks suck. They suck. Winston almost did bring them back. You know, they took out Fitzmagic once again for, for Jameis. Yeah, Barkley, he hit his ceiling. You know, if you played him against the Bucks, you cashed in. Yeah, you played Barkley, right, Jared? Yeah, I played David Johnson, Barkley, and Kamara. And, and just to talk about Zeke for a minute, so Zeke snapped, right? So every week this season besides the Redskins versus Falcons game where Adrian Peterson only scored six points against the Falcons, the Falcons have given up over 20 points to each running back that they've faced. Yeah, they're they're a complete funnel. They're basically just as bad as the Bucks, honestly. Literally. They're probably they're probably worse. Not even gonna lie. And they well, you know, they're facing wow, yeah, Ingram and Kamara next week. That is going to be something on else Thanksgiving. on the Thanksgiving slate. Yeah, sure. Wow. That's gonna be that's gonna be the best game to watch um on Thursday sure. while you're stuffing your face with that's turkey. That's awesome. Shout out to that. That'll be something to do Thursday night. Yeah, we got to watch the the Trash Lions and Cowboys play every Thanksgiving. It's called tradition. Have some respect, son. Shout out to whoever made that terrible tradition up. Makes my Thanksgiving like five times worse every year. You hating? Give you a chance to learn something or two about a couple great quarterbacks. My son Trubisky, my son Stafford. Got my son Dak out there. Might have Mark Sanchez starting for the Redskins. Come on, bro. Colt McCoy, bruh. Nah, bro. They're working out. Mark Sanchez and EJ Manuel this week, among others. To ride the pine, bro. Nah, bro. You're going to tell me they're going to get Mark Sanchez in the be- in the building and they're going to let him sit on the bench? Are you crazy? You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, nah. that's right. My, my you need to, to get him in there and you need to get him behind center. I just, I just hope that the Lions hurry up and sign Nathan Peterman before someone else gets to him. That's really my only hope in life. Honestly, they need to lock at this down. point... Peterman might be better than Stafford. All right, bro. I'm kicking you out of this voice, this group chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> Banning your IP address. Um, yeah, so we kind of talked about it in the tilt section, but, I mean, anything else to add to this David Johnson, uh, you know, hype? You were right. He did go over 100 yards on the ground for the first time this year, so almost – you know, damn near could have had 200 if not for that holding call. Bro, oh my – and he dropped the pass – 
they threw it on first and goal at the five. Like, it just didn't go his way. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Rosen. Rosen had a good game. Other than there was a couple, like, mistakes that rookies make. But Rosen had a good game. Yeah. So, I think I think he's... I think next year in this offense we'll get we'll get the a pure David Johnson back. Yeah, and it, it's hard to judge him because I mean the offense was really bad at first. They switched offensive coordinators halfway through his rookie year, so I'm not really ready to you know judge yeah. Rosen on what we've seen. I think that he definitely can turn turn it around, and he's already showing signs, like you said. I'm excited to see what Byron Leftwich yeah. could do for him, honestly, because I like I I like Rosen a lot, and I like and I like Christian Kirk a lot. Yeah, Kirk showed some things. Both were great college players. Um, with Josh Rosen coming out of UCLA, personally, I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. I mean, that opinion switched. I think Baker's the best now. But And then Christian Kirk coming out of Texas A&M, great receiver uh, for them in college. They have a chance to, to grow together. They're both rookies. Um, so the future is actually looking pretty good over there in in uh, Arizona. Especially, especially if they could trade Pat Pete off for some picks, just totally rebuild, T- get rid of Chandler Jones too, probably. Yeah, Chandler could come back to New England. They have a nice young solid core with Buda Baker. They got um, who's that? Who's that linebacker? Hassan Reddick. Yeah. They got a good little squad over there, yo. It could they could turn around quick in Arizona. Going back to this Lions Panthers game, so. How about that man, Kenny Galladay, Ben? What a catch. That was a great catch. That touchdown catch. Yeah. I mean, and that that whole drive, I don't know if you guys caught it because it probably wasn't on red zone, but right before right before that catch, he had another big catch, and it was just like he completely took over that drive. You know, I, I talked on this podcast and on our live stream about not playing Kenny Galladay. I didn't think he was a good play this week just because I assumed that the Panthers would do everything to shut him down since they had no options, you know. This dude, Bruce Ellington, signed off the street last week, got nine targets in this game. Like, I mean, I don't know. But once Carrion got hurt in the third quarter, it was just, okay, we're just throwing to Kenny Galladay every play. And that's basically what they did. He had 14 targets. He had that amazing catch for a touchdown, another great catch in that same drive. Had eight catches total for 113 and a touch. I mean, Galladay's nice. He's one of the few bright spots on a lost year for the Lions. Him and him and Carrion, I think, are two core offensive pieces the Lions can build around but um I don't know it's 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 still it's going to be tough to trust them I think week in and week out like you never know what you're going to get with this Lions team they're going to blow games against terrible teams and they're going to beat teams that they should lose to so I don't know I again it worked out for the people who played him he was about 17 ish percent just under 17 percent in tournaments he was popular in cash games so I don't know I, I would not go there in cash even with this showing, regardless of if Marvin plays or not. Um, I mean, GPPs, though, he's shown it. The upside's there. Talent's there. Yeah, he's he's starting to be one of the next next top receivers in this uh, in the league. The Lions um, are a better team when they establish a run. Like, did you see that stat that they put up on the screen? Like, they're 3-0 and when, you know, they average over 100 yards rushing a game. Like, Well, what's that been, like, three, three times in the last three years? <laughs> Yeah, true, hope, but, you know. I hope Carrion's not hurt, hurt. Yeah, they speculated that it, I mean, there was some concern because it was a knee injury, but they said it's likely not an ACL, so, I mean, you know. I thought it was his, I heard it was his MCL. Yeah. Th- which still isn't, which still isn't good. No, I mean, he's, he's most likely going to miss games, so, I mean, you know, in terms of DFS, that'll probably put players like Theo Riddick in play, um, but I, I don't know. It's that's that's tough. I hope he I hope he's all right. But um, yeah. In that same game, you know, on the other side of the ball, couple weeks too late for when we all played him in cash. But DJ Moore really uh really turned up in this game, really showed out. Seven catches for 157 yards and a touchdown. Almost had another touchdown, but got hawked down by my son Darius Slay running from like the complete opposite side of the field to catch him and prevent that second touchdown but I mean damn like DJ Moore really showed out this game showed why he was the first wide receiver picked yeah I wasn't watching that game and but all I would see was like at the bottom of the screen I would just see like DJ Moore like 100 yards I'm like what like like what is he doing yeah he completely snapped and he was basically not owned under five percent under four point 
five percent in uh in tournaments like if you played him you know shout out to you because that was a great play he, he wasn't really on my radar at all what about you guys yeah i don't think he was on any of our radars no i for some reason i was thinking about funches over i don't i just completely like he just skipped my mind because i was asking ben before the game started i'm like yo will funches will uh slay travel then after he said yeah maybe and then i just got off of it like why not if I think Funches is going to snap, like, DJ Moore is faster, runs better routes, so, I feel yeah. like. You, I like, think I don't know. I don't know. We need to stupid. retire the saying that Funches is going to snap because that's never going to happen. Uh, dude, he had, like, three drops in the first quarter. He, it was like, so, I've, so you know, bad. I've been on record on saying this podcast that I don't think that he's good a good receiver i stick by it i don't think he's that good you know he's tall i'll give him that yeah i mean to me he's just like a younger like muhammad sanu or some someone like that who's just like kind of there and they'll make a catch every now and then and they're like kind of a big body but they don't really have any explosive element to their game and that's exactly what devin funches is and he he really killed the panthers today with some wide open you know should have been catches but he just dropped it there was no excuse yeah he's a solid number two that's it i'm sorry did you say two or three it cut out number two Mm -hmm. yeah i mean if i think he'd be much better served as you know he's kind of been the one in this offense and i think they need to flip that to dj Moore. so kind of just skipping ahead to like our trend or anomaly do you think this is the start of a trend yeah yeah no you're right obviously Um. um Personally, but do you think no. that this is a trend? You don't think so? I don't think so, just because in the in the order of where the touches are funneled to, so it's they're going to McCaffrey, Greg Olson, and then you know whatever receiver that week. And right now, just for this season, I don't think that DJ Moore is going to consistently do this like a hundred yards and a touchdown that you can get out of guys like AB, Julio, etc. Right. So I personally think it's an anomaly. See, I think they want it to be a trend. I think they want to build on this because when you look at the Panthers, like they're a team that wants to get their young players involved right away. They're not like a like a Vikings, for example, that'll draft Laquan Treadwell and then not play him for three years. Like they drafted McCaffrey in the first and instantly featured him in their offense last year and then basically made him their offensive focal point this year. So I think that they want to head in that direction with DJ Moore. And when you look at like Torrey Smith, Devin Funchess, like these aren't players that should stand in his way. Curtis Samuel has, you know, an interesting game, but he's not going to be the type of player that impedes DJ Moore's like path to work. So, I mean, I think if DJ Moore can get consistent and maintain that, then they will reward him with, uh, you know, with a lot of looks. Yeah, I agree. I just think, I don't think it'll happen this year is what I'm saying. I think going into next year, um, I'd, I'd be willing to, to take a bet on him and like redraft, you know, when you're drafting, like, I think, yeah. I think next year is when he'll have a breakout year and be featured as a, as a true number one wide receiver. I, I just, I like what I've seen from him. I don't think that he's in for a lot of the, a lot of the rookie wide receivers lately in recent years have been kind of busts, you know, Treadwell, Doxon, Devonte Parker. Like I think that DJ Moore will not be, will not be that. I think that he has a chance to really uh, turn into something. Yeah. The, the rookie wide receivers have been hit or miss since that crazy 2014 draft where we got Odell, Sammy Watkins, Devonte Adams, um, and a bunch yeah, of even Amari guys. Cooper's not looking so hot anymore. Kevin yeah. White in that same draft was a bust. Um, we might as well talk about him. Traquan Smith, dude, absolutely snapped today. Um, you know, coming off a zero-catch game last week, had 10 catches today for 157 yards and a touchdown. Had 13 targets compared to Michael Thomas's four. I, I don't know what happened. Like, I guess they just game plan today. You know, Traquan Smith against these bum eagle corners. It's a matchup to exploit, and they really exploited it. And, yeah. and Traquan put up 34.7 DraftKings points, about 5.9% owned in tournaments, basically non-owned in cash. Um, 
he was the four he was the four K wide receiver this week that you needed to smash GPPs. He he had a great game. He made he made some fantastic catches. I don't know if you guys watched the game. Yeah, he did more than what I had pegged him to be. I kind of sort of thought he was more of just like a deep threat, you know, burn the defense and catch an open pass. But he made that that one catch for the touchdown. That was impressive. That was impressive. He took a big hit and held onto the ball. Yeah, he he made great plays today. Um, he's a he's a pretty good wide receiver, and I felt like the Eagles were trying to like stop, or they were they their game plan was to stop Michael Thomas and Kamara. Like you could see that they were kind of like doubling both of them. It looked like at certain points in the game. So the Saints were just like, all right, like we got Traquan Smith, who we who we believe in on your fourth or fifth cornerback, like exploitable matchups and that's just where they they targeted and he snapped dominant showing by him do you guys think that his usage was a trend or an anomaly personally mm. i think it's an an anomaly in that saints offense any given week it, it could be a different player besides the top three in the saints offense like one week it could be smith like this week next week it could be ben watson the week after it could be you know Taysom hill it's just so so unpredictable in my opinion yeah that's fair that is definitely fair i mean we know that the saints want to get it to camara and thomas at all costs but i think they showed that if you try and take that away we're still gonna score and i mean breeze is playing like an mvp yeah i mean if they're dropping 45 plus every game blowing everybody out anybody in that offense is going to be viable to play in in fantasy um that it's just that simple. It was crazy how they took away um, the sidelines for Kamara because you know how he has that like elite, yeah. the option elite route. route to the yeah. Um, they completely took that out of the way and they shut it. They shut him down. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's they crazy. they really would have shut him down if not for that. You know, fourth down play down the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy, and and they really caught they caught the defense off guard like. You could clearly tell they ran up to the line. The defense was scrambling. They're like, "All right, bet we got Camaro one on one on the sideline. It's over." Yeah, shout out to Sean, or Sean Payton for doing that on fourth and seven, up by thirty one points. <laughs> no Yo, chill. Shout out to him, bro. That was so clutch. Fourth Throwing and dirt s- on the grave. He was a fourth and shit, seven. Yeah. Could kick. Could just kick a field goal. Could even punt it. Honestly, where they were. Touchdown, 38 yards to Alvin Kamara. Salvage his day a little bit. Great play. Great play Let's call. talk about another offense that blew out their opponent, and that was the Colts offense, who finally saw some return to what we would know as like normalcy for them instead of you know handing off some rushing touchdowns to Eric Ebron or whomever. Uh, they finally got back to what they're good at, and that's luck to T.Y. Hilton. We saw Hilton have his best game of the season. It was vintage T.Y. Hilton, nine out of caught nine out of his nine targets, 155 yards and two touchdowns. Um, dominant performance, 39.5 DraftKings points at about 15% in tournaments. Smash play. Did you guys uh, were you guys on Hilton at all? I played him in my GPPs. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't pair him with Andrew Luck though, sadly. Yeah, I didn't play him, but I I agreed that I thought he was going to snap. Like, I, I agreed with you when you mentioned that earlier, Ben. I thought he yeah. was going to snap. I just didn't play him. I don't know why. I had him in, in there in, my, in one of my builds, but then I took him out. Yeah, I mean, like I said at the top of the show, my core was set around these players. I only played two quarterbacks today. I played Drew Brees and Andrew Luck, and... My Andrew Luck lineups all had T.Y. Hilton. I just, you know, burned it with trying to bring it back with Deion Lewis or uh, Corey Davis. Neither of those worked out. So that alone kind of sunk my lineups in that sense. But, um, yeah, I mean, it it was good to see Hilton do that. I I like T.Y. Hilton. Good to see him back, you know, catching nice deep balls from Andrew Luck. Pause. (laughs) Um... (laughs) How about another couple of wide receivers who did some serious damage? Uh, The Steelers wide receivers. Both of them did extremely well. Brown went 5 for 117 and 1. Juju 8 for 104 and basically a game-saving catch at the end that allowed the Steelers. Wait, Juju, he snapped like that? Juju had a good game. Yeah, Juju did really well. Yeah, that catch at the that you were just mentioning, Ben, over Jalen Ramsey, that was a great catch. 
It was, yeah. And it was somewhat like we said. I mean, not really because both of them had success against uh, Ramsey, but for most of the game, Brown got shadowed and taken out of the game by Ramsey. He had 13 targets, only caught five of them. And his his big catch that was, I forget, what was it, like an 80-yard catch or 70 yeah, or something like that? Set. That was zone coverage was when he was off of yeah, Ramsey. 78-yard so. touchdown. He turned a curl into like a deep post and was wide open and yeah, defensive breakdown for a long touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Ramsey did really well locking him up for the majority of the game. Yeah, he had two interceptions. Ramsey's... Yeah. Ramsey's going to be all happy after McCarthy gets fired, we cut Randall Cobb, we trade two first-round picks for him, and then see you in Super Bowl. I think you're you're uh, mistaking the Packers for, for another team that actually uh, makes moves. So hey, they they make uh, moves now that they got that dude Gutenkunst. Yeah, it's my son, yo. Just wait, just wait on it. Hey, hopefully McCarthy Cobb, McCarthy and Cobb go as a pair. We'll trade him <laughs> off for a seventh round pick in twenty twenty two. Damn, you trading the coach for a seventh round pick? That's nuts. Yeah, coach is gone. Him. That's crazy. For real, give us anybody, yo. Like, forget the Browns, Joe. We'll take uh, whatever the hell her name is. Condoleezza Rice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yo, isn't she like, isn't she like kind of like shady? I mean, is you want to get political. She was basically the one who instituted torture during George W. Bush's presidency. She was the Secretary of State well, for the Bush presidency. Lit. Yeah, someone on Twitter said that she already has a lot of experience. That's when I logged off of Twitter. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. All right. That's not. That's wow. Not, you shouldn't be laughing. But that is kind no, of no, funny. That's horrible. Um, <laughs> let, let's talk about a couple of tight ends here. So the first off was I just want to shout out Jared for calling Johnu Smith on our show this morning. Um, I wasn't on him at all, but he meant, I mean, it wasn't like a, a stellar stat line, but still, I mean, he had six for 44, would have been a lot better than playing RSJ, uh, career high six catches. So, you know, good call on that. Janu, I don't know, maybe more involved going it's forward. It's a sad day in DFS when we, when we get excited about 10 points. Yo, six catches for 44 out of your tight end is like, I'm lit yeah. in 2018 <laughs> if I get that. Are you kidding me? 10 points? Bruh. 20, 2700 Yo, I, I'm, I'm so that. hype if, if I could get that at tight end. Um, and Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, surprisingly good game. Cole, that Cole yeah, McCoy, Yeah, I man. wasn't expecting Cole that. Cole McCoy came in and threw him a nice little touchdown. I know. My, my son had 11 targets, 7 catches for 71 in that touchdown. Um, yeah, I guess he was just missing competent quarterback play. R.I.P. Alex Smith. That boy's leg is done for. That was gruesome. Yeah, bro. yo, that was disgusting, dude. I that almost is puked. Disgusting. Yo. Don't watch that if you haven't watched that and you're listening. Just basically, this man's lower leg was detached <laughs> from his upper leg, basically, and it was flopping around. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it was so oh nasty. My goodness. I've never seen a leg like that before. And did you see Joe Theismann tweeted out Alex's leg is exactly like mine 33 years ago? Yeah, crazy coincidence damn man that that's just see wild. but that injury that injury ended joel theisman's career this injury won't end alex smith's career just because of the you know advancements in technology and medicine but is, he's still gonna he's still gonna have a long recovery ahead of him because that was terrible and he's gonna be like 36 and basically was completely exposed after getting out of andy reed's offense so i i don't know if it's a surefire option that he's gonna come back and immediately you know be significant the optimal move would probably just for him to just you know retire yeah go out he he got a nice little payday this season um recover you know focus on the kids focus on the family sucks for the redskins after they gave so much and paid him so much yeah and they can't even get out of his contract next year without losing a ton of money we don't we don't know how much resilience he has so he might come back and and be ready for 2019 to, to keep on throwing them three-yard uh, dump-offs. <laughs> Let's pray that he is. Yo, he's like, a, he's like a poor man's Brady with all those dump-offs, yo. Yeah, that's fair. It's a fair assessment. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. and Alex Smith has a better deep ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, 
<laughs> just just a real quick bonus note for all you people who are going to be playing on Thanksgiving. I just noticed, you know, Jordan Reed had his 11 targets and completely ate today, and he's facing Dallas on Thanksgiving, who gave up that 14-catch game to Zach Ertz. So just saying, you know, it might be time to go back to the well with Reed nah, for that, that Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving slate. The Thanksgiving slate, you, you're going to want to just target the Saints going up against the terrible Atlanta Falcons. That's where you, you playing Ben Watson? No, nah, I'm playing Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Traquan Smith, and you want to know Alvin Kamara's price? Probably stupid. Take a guess. I mean, on a short slate like that, I would be surprised if it wasn't like over nine point five. It went up one hundred eighty-three hundred. Oh, that's a pure yeah. lock. Oh my god, he's gonna be like a hundred percent owned. Yeah, for real. Damn, that's insane. Jordan Reed's only 47. Yeah. Wow. And Michael Thomas only went up 100, and Julio Jones stayed the same. It's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving slate, but, you know, we could talk about that maybe on Yeah, we'll on get Wednesday. into that. Yeah, for sure. Give me all of this. Give me all of this. Um, One, before we get to our final segment here, Trend or Anomaly, which we've actually already talked about, like, half the people on, but I do just want to mention uh, Tyler Boyd, who I think is desperately – awaiting the return of A.J. Green. He had 11 targets today, only turned that into four catches. He did have 71 yards because two of his catches were, you know, for big plays. But, I mean, we're just seeing that Boyd is clearly was the beneficiary of having A.J. Green take coverage away and that he can't serve as a true number one. So, I mean, until until Green gets back, I feel like Boyd is a full fade. Do you guys agree or disagree with that? Yeah, full agreed. I said the same thing earlier. Although AJ Green may return next week, I heard. So, you know, that would be good for Boyd and just for that offense because they're absolutely terrible. Just a horrible watch, the Bengals, right now. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about a couple of trends here before we get out of here. Uh, And since you just mentioned him, Jared, Julio Jones, three straight weeks with a touchdown, uh, regression to the mean. I suppose. Told you, yo. Told you, yo. He's ended. He's ending the season with seven and ten touchdowns. Damn, seven. I would. I would take the under on that. What about you, Joey? Mm, I would. I would take the over. Or not the uh, like seven. I would take seven. Set it at six and a half and make twenty dollars <laughs> that then. Six and a half. Um. Yeah. Wait. What is it? Week eleven. Yeah, I'll take the under on that. Six games. He has to get yeah, four yeah. more Book touchdowns. It. Book it. Right? Well, what happened? Six more games. He yeah. has to get four more touchdowns. Plays yeah. in New Orleans on Thanksgiving. New Orleans is minus 12 and a half. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> Yikes. Um, oh, my God. That's crazy. That's. <laughs> you know, fucking should be passing a lot. So, he might, drop, he might get that four next week. In terms of a trend and or anomaly, I guess it can't be and an anomaly. It's one or the other. So trend or anomaly. What about my son? The unknown goat, Gus Edwards, coming in to save the day. I mean, not really save the day, but he was just such a great compliment with Lamar today. Completely overtook Alex Collins as the lead back for the for the Ravens. Had 17 attempts for 115 and a touch. I barely knew who this dude was. Um, First of all, why are you naming your kid Gus? Damn, bro. <laughs> We have a Gus listening right now who just unsubscribed to us. Yeah, for real. I'm sorry, Gus. I, I like the name personally. Gus Edwards sounds like a like a running back's name, though. Low key. That's probably why they named him. They were projecting their hopes. Anomaly, though. The young man. If, if, you know, relating it back. He'll probably never go over 100 yards again in his career. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but I also, I mean, I, I wouldn't also be surprised if he overtook Alex Collins. I'm, okay, if he, like, yeah, if he becomes a starter, then then, you know, just forget what I just said. But (laughs) (laughs) But Collins didn't get hurt. They benched him after Edwards was performing better. So, like, if they're going to ride the hot hand, he'll probably be in there next week. See, people have always been high on Alex Collins these last couple of seasons, and I've never been a believer. Like, especially coming into this year, like, he's going in, like, the third round of redraft, and people are hyping him up in DFS, like, before week one. I'm like, this dude is not all that like he's okay yeah i mean i think week one against the bills was the only reason we all liked him other than that he's been kind of like garbage i mean he was what like a fifth round pick and completely washed out of seattle right away like 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I if know. my son Gus becomes a starter, then, you know, who knows? But for right now, I'll, I'll stick with Anomaly. Yeah, because I don't think this will happen again. I, I You cannot give your quarterback set 27 rushing attempts. Well, that was my next question. What do you guys think about Lamar Jackson's just workload? I mean, I mean specifically, for, specifically is... for this year, do you think that, A, he is going to maintain the starting job? No. Um, interesting no and hell no okay really why bro they've stuck with they've stuck with flacco this long they're not giving up to the lamar jackson after one game that that he barely won yeah but they're kind of out of it i mean i i mean maybe never not say technically, never but yeah I, I guess i guess as long as they view themselves as contenders they'll probably go back to flacco but I don't know. I, I would like to see them play Lamar. They're paying Flacco all that money, dog. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, he's stolen the They ball. drafted a first-round quarterback. They know, they know that this is his last year with the team. I think once they realize that they're not in the race anymore, that they should, they might as well just get him some starts, you know? John Harbaugh has a, has yeah. a man crush on Joe Flacco. The dude won him a Super Bowl. Can't blame him. Exactly. He, he, he sees him in a different way than the rest of us. That's my guy. That's my QB. Like, your QB is trash. He has a good arm. That's about it. He's got a cannon. What do you guys think about... The last thing I actually have written down here is DeAndre Hopkins, who, before the bye, had a 50% share of his team's targets. Deshaun Watson, had he had 12 targets of Watson's 24 in that week. This week, Watson also had 24 attempts, and Hopkins only had 6 targets. So he went down from a 50% target share to a 16.6% when... Demarius and Kiki were in. Kiki actually out-targeted Hopkins this week. So, I mean, we know that Hopkins should be the clear number one, but it seems like, I don't know, for some reason with all the other guys healthy, he just wasn't. And that was with Demarius Thomas getting nothing. Demarius Thomas had no, nothing today. No, no, no. Don't even make this something. Kiki, It was straight going away from Josh Norman. Josh Norman. I mean, why? Early in the game, sprout. Hopkins snatched that ball out of the air for a touchdown. Like Hopkins is not a person who's going to get beaten by coverage. It'll, it'll, it'll. This won't, this won't happen. Hopkins, it's gonna, his target share is gonna go way yeah, up. It's, it's definitely gonna go up. Um, this, this, yeah. this is just a one week. It just happened. It just happened. The Texans have low key won seven straight. I don't know, man. Since, since if you look through his game log, it's not that encouraging. Like. Yeah, so for the first five weeks, Hopkins had over double-digit targets, but then that's like right around when Kiki came on, and from week six till now, he only had one game with over ten targets. He has a six, an eight, a seven, and today was a six. So I, I'm not so quick to dismiss that with Kiki in there, who Watson clearly likes, um, and they acquired Demarius for a reason. So if Kiki's in there, he's He's just going to be the check down. Exactly. Instead of them forcing it to Hopkins, even yeah. when it's covered, which he can convert. But I feel like, you know, that's not what Bill O'Brien wants to do optimally. So I, I don't know. I think it might be somewhere in between. I, I wouldn't expect him to be under 20% of his target share, but I don't think he's going above. You know, I don't think he's going to hit 50. I don't think he's going to get 40, maybe like 30. Yeah, I think he'll sit around like 23, 25, somewhere around there. Yeah, facts. You know. Big facts. Is there anything else we got to get to here? Trend or anomaly or the Bucks uh, slot coverage actually good? Jared. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Maybe it's not a place to target every week. Maybe. It is, bro. It just didn't work out again. I mean, again and this again. was just a heavy Saquon Barkley. I mean, it's just Who weeks. even is the 49ers slot receiver? Like, born? I couldn't even tell you. But Dante Pettis. That might be a fade next um, week. Is it? Is that where he plays? I, I, I think so. I don't know. I would I would never play a 49ers receiver. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, well we can we can come back to it week 13 when the Panthers play him. Yo, shout but shout out to the Saints defense. Clutch. Yeah. 2100 when you guys hated on it. What did they end up with? They got they got like 10 or something. You know, that we can close out the show with one more trend or anomaly cuz this is kind of interesting. I mean, Carson Wentz basically had nothing but 20 point games leading up to this and just completely bombed the nice three point whatever 3.9 point game just completely collapsed against the saints defense i don't know how much of it was his collapse how much of it was the saints defense playing well maybe it was a bit of both but 
What do you guys think about Wentz? He's clearly not at the same level that he was, you know, in the Super Bowl run. Guess I got to go to Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. They had 14, by the way, but yeah, nice. Wentz is not the same quarterback. Do you think that he will continue to go bad or make it back into the middle? He'll be straight. I mean, people straight. would disagree yeah, I, I with, the, is... with, the, with the he's bad take. Um, some people saying that he's playing – He's playing better than what he was last year. Stats sometimes lie. Dude. Yeah, I'm just saying crazy. that's what people you, you could, are you saying. Could not, there's no way you could say that watching him. That's what people like, are saying like on you know, Twitter. If you really believe that he's been playing better than he did last year, you're insane. Because he's been bad. Like, numbers can fool you, dude. Yeah, when for you're, sure. When you're down and losing every game and you got to throw a lot, yeah. Not only that, like last year, he just had some like his escapability in the pocket was just like a wonder to watch, and he doesn't necessarily have that this year, I don't think. But and if you think if you think after today's game that he's been playing better than he did last year, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. Last year, you would never see him get blown out. That's facts. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't see the Eagles team in general get blown out like that. Yeah. But you know, new season. I think that's another like next year. Same with David Johnson. Next year he'll be, he'll be straight. I still, th- I still think David Johnson's still coming back. I mean, he started to. I, I want to see it again another week. I don't know how much I put into him decimating this terrible, terrible Raiders team, but I mean, it was really good to see that out of him, no doubt. I don't know who they play next week, like. The Chargers. Yeah, I don't know. You know, if, if he if he tears up the Chargers, then I will really feel like he's back 100 percent look no he's starting he's starting to look like the david johnson that uh got me 48 points against the eagles all right guys and with that um you know (laughs) but yeah really with that you know you can find us on twitter at the dfs dose uh we will be back on wednesday to preview the games i don't know if we're going to do anything different this week for the thanksgiving slate probably not i don't know maybe we'll we'll figure it out keep an eye on our twitter at the dfs dose maybe we'll post uh you know some some top picks on our twitter uh for the thanksgiving slate so you guys can get some exposure in case you don't have time to listen to the podcast in time yeah it'd be alvin Kamara for all of us as a preview by the way yeah pre- <laughs> yeah facts Play Alvin Kamara, um, play Mark Ingram, sales of the money. Um, yeah, so you can follow my personal Twitter at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You can follow me on Twitter at JoeyCarrion underscore. And you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, guys, we will see you again to preview all of week 12 and hope you did well today. Peace. Yeah.